0: Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash. Um, And unfortunately, this episode is just me. I am not joined by my one of my lovely co-hosts, um, as I have in the past. Um, this one was going to be a deep dive on one of the many issues that continue to plague cannabis. Um, maybe plague isn't the right word. But they continue to... Uh, be a problem in this industry, but because the world is on fire uh we can't really guarantee anything right now, at least not on our end. so the one thing I can guarantee um is that I'm going to continue to publish awesome interviews that I was given the unique privilege to record, even if it's taking me a really long time to do that um I feel like I'm moving at a glacial pace. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But then again, what is time right now, right? Um, Hopefully, in the next episode, we will have Stephanie. But in the meantime, life is continuing. And while we may have no concept of time, calendar events still continue. So if you're looking for something to do in quarantine on Mother's Day, or any day, really, There are some really cool things to check out right now. Uh, The first being an online virtual spa hosted by Canamami. Um, And if you've listened to past episodes, you may recognize that name. Kelly Bruce, who has been on the show in the past, um, is the founder of Canamami. Anyway, there will be a virtual spa May 10th. Um, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., that's Pacific Time, but the um, the videos and segments will be available for download after Mother's Day, so if you don't hear this in time, don't worry. You can still catch the segments from some past guests who uh, we've had on the show, such as Eliza Maroney, um... Jesse Gill and Marissa Fratoni, and also again, Kelly Bruce. There will be segments such as Mommy and Me Yoga, Sip and Soak and Smoke Sesh with High Society Mama and CBD Beauty Queen, um, a facial tutorial, I guess, um, as well as a pro professional makeup application tutorial. There is also a segment about starting a home grow on a budget, which I am super excited about. Um, there is a roundtable sex talk and there will be a Q&A session with Jesse Gill and um, Marissa Frittoni, who are both cannabis nurses and just all around very knowledgeable, awesome people. So check that out. And if you're able to purchase a VIP ticket, you will receive a box that has a lot of amazing products in it. It's worth hundreds of dollars, and um, the VIP ticket is $75, so you're really getting an awesome deal here. Um, Anyway, if you can't get the VIP ticket, the regular ticket is $15, and you can purchase them on Event High. Shout out to Event High. Check that out if you're looking for any other online events um, right now. So I'll put the links in the notes for all of this. The other thing that I wanted to mention is um, if you missed the Women in Cannabis Summit, there are a bunch of videos for purchase. Um, If you purchase a ticket for $20, You'll receive a password and you'll be able to um, access the summit videos. And there's almost 15 hours of information and content from the industry's top professionals. So some of these videos are, um, Jesse Gill is one of the speakers uh, on this as well. Um, There are sessions about the endocannabinoid system in women's bodies There are business sessions. There is one about circular economics, restorative practices, and intergenerational justice. So um, you'll definitely learn something. There is something for everyone in here. Um, Check that out, and we will have the link in the notes. But it's Women in Cannabis Summit. Um, So anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, If you have anything that you would like me to mention that is in line with what the show is about, please reach out to your highness podcast at gmail.com. We also offer some really affordable sponsorship options um, if you are looking to get your brand name out there. So email about that at your highness podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, stay high and beautiful. Our guest in this episode is Laura Bianchi. As a partner at Rose Law Group and the director of the firm's cannabis practice, Laura has been breaking barriers. Knowledgeable in complex legal matters, as well as mixed martial arts and American sign language, she has the grit drive and strength to compete in one of the fastest growing industries in the country. There's a reason Laura's training partners call her La Heffa. Whether she's sparring at the gym or with opposing counsel, Laura uses her MMA training and intercom to successfully navigate challenges with poise and determination. Laura,
1: <laughs> um, what led you to a career in cannabis? You know, it's it's funny, and I, I, it was obviously meant to be because it was not purposeful at all. <laughs> um, I am a so I started really as a, a basic you know business contracts transactions. Um, that's really what I primarily focused on, and because of that, I obviously have a lot of attention to detail. Then I call it OCD. I call it you know good at my job. Um, and so when you know we had uh, participated a little bit, and, and when the uh, law was was being tossed around, and obviously when it passed in 2010, we had some clients who said, hey, we're interested in you know, filing applications and submitting and possibly getting licenses, they're going through a rulemaking process. Will you take a look at the rules, right? So you go through with the regulators and you review the rules and provide comments. And they said, we want someone who knows business who has a lot of attention to detail and can really help us provide thoughtful comments on these. So the rules that come out are, are, you know, useful and, and reasonable and workable. And so, I spent an exorbitant amount of time going through the rulemaking process. Then that concluded, and it was like, well, now I want to submit applications. Okay, so guess who knew the rules best? (laughs) I did, because I'd spent months going through them. So, you know, started, and we went through the application process. And, you know, it just took on a life of its own, and it just grew and evolved. And, you know, it is very much a contract-based area of the law, because we don't really have case precedent. Every state is different. You know, it becomes something that's based on... Experience in the industry, but really very much on the contracts and agreements and rules and documents, and so it really took a life of its own, and, and it has now been my, you know, sole area of practice, and, and you know, we've we moved into a lot of different areas of the law because of it. But yeah, it was it was really by accident to begin with.
0: <laughs> oh wow, wow, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with that area. Uh, I always wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't go to college. You know, I'm not I'm not disciplined
1: enough go the whole way through but um... you know, this is definitely a quirky area it's made for I mean that's part of what makes it fun I I never was sort of traditional in any realm you know and I hated school I didn't you know I just it's being a lawyer suits me in a lot of ways but I knew I would never be sort of a traditional and so it, it it's very like I said sort of kismet that, that we fell into this and that we were doing cannabis law because it it suits my personality most definitely
0: right yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing um, so in what ways do corporate law and cannabis intersect? You just touched on that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely
1: yeah. every way. And if, if there's one thing that I'm constantly harping on, whether it's to clients or even opposing counsel, whatever we're doing, is that this industry is so, so heavily contract based in, in order to mm-hmm. so many changes. There's so many different uh, you know quirks and issues and hurdles that are just unique to the cannabis industry. And not even state specific often. It's really this industry as a whole and so many things that, you know, uh, cause delays, right? We've got a federal state, you know, conflict, obviously, and we've got just all these different rules and requirements that sometimes don't coincide with local municipalities and with you know, all the things that you think of in a regular traditional business sense. And so by really working through and doing really sound and well spelled out, you know, contracts written in English, right? So everybody understands the material terms and expectations and obligations. It it really sets the tone for whether it's going to be a good relationship or even if it terminates, right, that, that we can do so in, in a, a reasonable manner versus the ones that kind of run to the roar and everything's got to be done yesterday and we talked about it. It's done, You know, it, that's the ones that usually blow up. And so Corporate law is absolutely an integral part of the cannabis industry, especially at this stage, because so much is still evolving and changing. Right,
0: that's amazing, and you're you're developing, you know, something that people can use as a guide in a sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) and that goes into with like policies and procedures, right, right? and protocols. I mean, I laugh actually these days. I'm probably fifty percent lawyer, fifty percent sort of strategic consultant, because there's just so many things that people take for granted in a, in any other business realm that don't work the same in cannabis. So, you know, we've got a, a touch of human resources and we do a lot of, you've seen the uh, television show Bar Rescue, right? We, we sort of, we do that for a lot of companies. Yeah. It's Cannabis Company Rescue where we go in and really try to, you know, see how they're functioning and how their executive teams are put together and how they're, you know, operating and functioning. And I mean it's. It really is from A to Z. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have our hands in everything in order to help clients really be as successful as possible for the long run. Wow. That's incredible
0: it <laughs> sounds <That's> exciting
1: <laughs> also sometimes like herding cats but it's fun right yeah
0: <laughs> but I like cats and that's my life too if I can <laughs> feel that place. you know like I <laughs> not on that level but yeah that okay. sounds like a lot of fun and also it sounds scary it and is. stressful and yes. all the other things um <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges that you face every day
1: you know I mean again there are a lot of a lot of quirks and challenges just from, you know, there's the banking issues, right? There are tax issues. There's a, a lack of, of the same level of professionals that you need in every single, you know, business and sort of ancillary business. Um, so it's always a challenge to find the right people to work with you. It's, you know, even finding other lawyers, right? This is an area of the law where, you know, we understand the laws, we understand the rules and regulations, but sometimes we have to be flexible, not illegal, it's legal, but flexible, right? And how we get there. And it's, it's just a lot of, you know, some people look at it and go, well, this is how it works in real estate. This is, it it doesn't apply here. And so you're constantly trying to teach and educate while also negotiating and helping and, and, you know, getting clients to understand why they have to take all of these different steps. And while it may be, you know, more expensive at the onset to do things correctly, it's not until, you know, we've worked together for a little while and we get through those phases where, they didn't do what we instructed or we advised, and it's a mess. And I look at them and go, okay, see, this is where I hate to say I told you so, but can we now do it my way? Thanks. Okay. And then we have that trusted right. relationship, right? Because it's it's not to be arbitrary or just charge fees. It's that you just right. have to be very calculating and strategic in how you you move forward. So, you know, the, there's constantly challenges, and the challenges change every day. I mean, there, <laughs> there's never a week that goes by, right? That I'm not like, oh, that's a new one. Okay, let's see. <laughs> right right so it is definitely absolutely
0: yeah so you're like a true pioneer yes i mean really you're <laughs> definitely
1: paving our own path uh,
0: most absolutely. Definitely. um and so with all that you've got going on and all that energy you have to let it out in some way yes. so um <laughs> Can you talk about your background in mixed martial sure. arts and and how do you apply that to your legal practice? Sure. At all?
1: Uh, yeah, well, see, I, I tell people I go and punch and kick people at night so that I don't punch and kick people during the day. That's step one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you know, I really don't like it. My sister and I have have, uh, have practiced in various you know uh, various areas for a long time, and it, it's one of those. I, I guess again, it sort of it fits into my personality. Why you know I say that. You know this law fits me as well is it's something that a lot of people have you know misconceptions about it right you hear people and they go oh my god it's so violent it's so this though so, and it's, it's you know mixed martial arts has been something that like I've met the most amazing and incredible people you know some of your most talented you know warriors or as fighters are, are the nicest most humble you know meek and mild people you'll, you'll ever meet and it just requires strategy really it's very much a mental, physical, and emotional, you know, strategic approach. You have to have that because there's so many things that could happen at any given time, right? And by no means am I an expert or master. This is something I, you know, I started way too late in life. So it's a, it's a hobby and it keeps me in excellent shape and it keeps me, you know, keeps me calm. And it's, it's just something I love to do. and love to train and work at, but it's, you know, people that are truly, truly, you know, the best at this, they, they have to think of, I mean, just the word mixed martial arts, right? There are so many different Um, uh, styles right whether it's in Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu and Judo and boxing and wrestling and all of those things people spend a lifetime perfecting and these you know men and women put it all in at one time (laughs) think of all those things it's hard wow (laughs) so yeah I've only done a couple of them and I'm thinking like I can't even I mean I
0: think it sounds so much fun but also probably not fun it's probably very serious but (laughs) it is fun too I mean
1: I think too like if you you know, it's very much an international sport, which is a lot of fun. You know, you meet people that we probably never come across in, in your everyday lives, right? People from every country, every walk of life, every, you know, and everybody comes together and it's very much a family atmosphere and it's a lot of fun. And it just, it really gives me the ability to, to break away and turn my brain off, right? Because you can't really practice and do this and not be paying full attention or bad things happen. So I have to shut my brain off and do something. And, you know, and it makes a big difference. You've got it for me. I've got to let that, you know, that energy out when you're going, you know, full blast all day long. And I'm very type A. And, you know, if I go that way into my evening, like it just, there's no end and you can burn out. So, you know, for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's very humbling. Cause again, I, I, you know, I am great at what I do. And then I walk in there and I'm like, oh, look, not great at what I do. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. like an ego you know, A little bit. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's fun. And that's really yeah, it's cool. It really because, is. Yeah. It's like checking your ego and also just like, Letting everything else go for the day, you do. Um,
1: you do, and yeah. great people, and again, great keeps me in great shape. You know, keeps me going, and it's you know, and and it's fun to see the two worlds intersect. As far as you know, there's a lot of MMA athletes that are have, you know been very interested and big proponents of you know CBD and cannabis and all these different things because the recovery time has to be so so short and so incredible and Mm -hmm. they put their bodies through so much that you can't take regular pharmaceuticals and you can't you know anything like that would mess with the fine tuning of their you know their bodies or machines and so you know it's also interesting to be able to help these athletes and you know now that they can take cbd making sure they're understanding what they're putting in their body and what is actually a you know hemp cbd so they don't test you know test wrong or how to you know so it's fun too that the two worlds have kind of you know they intersect every once in a while too but um, yeah so it's fun
0: that's really cool. I really believe it can pretty much intersect Anyone, with anything. Hundred percent. Yes, totally. Yeah, but especially that's really interesting. Um, and that's given me a lot to think about. I I really um find that to be really awesome. It's fun. It really is. It's fun. <laughs> You're really awesome. <laughs> Lack of a better word. It's um, fun. that's really cool. I'm like thinking maybe I should start taking it up because totally. that sounds kind it of a really high. I'm telling you, especially if you have a good gym.
1: I mean, that makes all the difference. Right. I, you know, there's yeah. not always a ton of women. I mean, we have some amazing female fighters, but you know, there, it tends to be a little bit more male dominated. And so, you know, you've got to trust the people you're with. And and again, I, I liken it to a lot of what I right. do during the day, right? These are people that I trust not to kill me because they could, right. They know how to push you and make you right. better, but the intent is never hurt you, you know? And again, throughout the day, there's so many different things that I have to say, like, look, here's, this is why this process works and it's not written in the law and it's not written in the rules. It's what we know based on our extensive experience. And, you know, so it, it really does, it matters who you, who you train with. And that's why I think it becomes such a like, you know, trusted sort of family atmosphere because you have to have that. Otherwise it's, you know, it's not fun. If you're actually worried about someone else, but able to, you know, I have to keep my brain intact. Yep. Nobody's putting me in on professionally. So I need to keep my brain <laughs> No, hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent.
0: Um. So, what is your favorite thing
1: about working in Canada? You know, I think for me, every once in a while, I stop and really, because you can get, you know, you can definitely lose force through the trees. <laughs> it's it's nonstop, right? I think it's cool every once in a while to step back and go, you know, we really are part of history in the making, and that sounds so cheesy, but you know, you look at prohibition, you look at all these these areas, and this is so new, and it really is such a cool thing to be part of. You know, when I walk into a room and I had done a presentation one time and there were lawyers and judges, right? And there is no other realm of the law where these people would ever look to me, right? They are so far beyond me as far as experience and, you right. know, knowledge and what they do. And this is one that I can walk in and go, you know what? I know this. I can teach you. I can educate you. And, and being able to to look at this as a business and change perceptions and, you know. It's empowering. It, it's cool. Like it I mean, really yeah, it's empowering and it's it's great opportunities for women and it's it's just a fun thing to see it mm-hmm. evolve. You know, it's it's definitely it's like dog years; it changes mm-hmm. very fast. Um, but it's cool to see those changes. And you know, when you see clients that have struggled and gone through this, and we get them to the other side, and they you know they they find the success that we knew they could, that's fun too. You know, and you see your even my team of people. Right, I have incredible lawyers that work with me on my team, and. And I think more often than not, it's even more fun to watch them grow in this industry and learn and like you see them come into their own as well and how they interact and help clients. And so it's it's constantly changing for sure. But there's a lot of fun things to look at it, you know, and you really do see, I guess, the the results, you know, or the, the fruits of your labor, which is not always the case in, you know, in every area of the life. Right.
0: Law. Oh, I bet, yes, because there's so much involved and it takes so long so to much. do every yes. little thing. Oh my goodness. Wow! Well, thank goodness died, that we have died. people like you in and in, in this industry because we need it. Um, so well, thank you, thank you, no, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Do you have anything specific to promote or a call to action?
1: You know, not really. I was looking at that earlier, and I mean, for me, it's just you know people understanding the industry you know and really there's so many people that are interested in it now there's so many money guys there's so many you know uh, people that want to come in and start businesses and things that it's exciting but i think that what we've got to maintain is that you know people who understand the industry who want to make it better it's fantastic to make money in this industry right there's great opportunities but i think for cannabis especially from a medical perspective to really you know, be as useful and helpful and effective as we know it can be, you know, we've got to keep sort of keep true to that too. Right. And make right. sure that we don't turn it into something that is, you know, it, it just, Every devalued, other industry. you know, right. yeah, right. We don't want to, you know, and the big guys will come in and, and, you know, for better, or for worse, but I, I think that, right. you know, and having other professionals, I keep saying this, there are so many other needs in this industry that whether it's banking, whether it's taxes, CPA, CFOs, accountants, like, so many different professionals needed in this industry and so you know it's something worth looking into because the, the more you know quality people we have the better all around I mean there's there's sure. not competition at this point there's plenty of work and we just need really good people to help with that you know and so it's right we always kind of opening the door and saying like you know consider it it's probably not what you think it is and and it really is a cool opportunity to do something very different and you know something that we'll look at, you know, just like alcohol, right? You look at it and go, oh my gosh, alcohol is illegal. That's so ridiculous. And I, you know, I think we're going to have see that same thing with cannabis. It's just, you okay. know, a little, far, a little farther off. So it's, it's, you know, it's a fun thing to be part of. Right.
0: Absolutely. And so can people who are lawyers that if, if there is any li- lawyers listening okay, sure. <laughs> who aren't a cannabis yet, um, can they
1: reach out to you and and see? Maybe, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you think? I think that's the thing. You've got to always do your due diligence, you know, and and we are always happy. There's two kinds of lawyers, right? There's the ones that come to me and go, OK, we you know, we don't even if we're on different sides, we don't know this, but you know, let's develop a good working relationship and we will always help, you know, and and there's a certain way to do contracts. And so when you can do that, you'll see lawyers really start to learn and develop their own, you know, unique sense. Then there's the guys that want to make everything fit into like a traditional box. And that gets very frustrating and costly for everyone. So, you know, it's, and as lawyers, I think we're unique that not only can we be lawyers, but we can be really great business people too. And and that's why I say a good part of what Mm -hmm. I do is as really a strategic advisor because you get the benefit of me always being a lawyer, right? That hat doesn't ever leave. But, you know, we know so much about the business and operations and how it should be done correctly and the hurdles and pitfalls and things to overcome. And so, you know, being a really great tool for your clients can can look a lot of different ways depending on your skills and your expertise and how you touch this industry. And so finding what works, you know, for you well, again, regardless mm-hmm. of your profession, I think is an important, you know, important piece. Too. Right.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Sure. I really appreciate spending time with us today and, and just sharing a little bit about what you do and would love to have you back anytime. I would love that. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email your highness podcast at gmail.com that's your highness podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at highness podcast that's at highness podcast thanks again